Welcome to Sales Boost, the Mercury International Podcast. Each episode presents one topic, one expert, taking a fresh perspective on the issues that are changing the face of modern sales. Welcome to Sales Boost, the Mercury International Podcast. In the last of our three episodes concerning the changing role of the salesperson, we are again talking to Dave Custin, the Global Account Director at Mercury. And uh, we're going to be looking a little bit more at the balance to be achieved between technological solutions and the human element in the role of sales. So hello again, Dave. Hi, Charlie. So yes, as discussed, we, we spoke in the last episode about the move from simple to complex sales, the, the changing kind of role becoming more of an account management based. And, and towards the end, you, you sort of hinted at the idea that technology has made you more efficient in terms of both the volume of calls you can make, say, and actually the conversion rates as well. Although, uh, as you said, that might come down to the fact that you were actually more experienced by that point. <laughs> but I'd like to just talk about the sort of how we, how we define the balance between using technology well and it becoming a tool that just sort of takes over. So as we said before, about 60% of buyer decisions are taken before they meet with an actual person. So that's sort of almost out of the salesperson's hands. That's information that's with the potential client already. How do we best use technology to make our sales process as efficient as possible? And also, where do you see the specific value in that human element of the interaction? Okay, I think you know, there, there are a number of different elements to, to the technology that we're talking about. I mean, we touched last time about you know, using digital communication, so virtual calls, etc. I think that's, that's here to stay. And I see us having most probably a, a hybrid of virtual interactions and, and face-to-face for most people. Clearly, if we continue inside sales, then it's only going to be virtual interaction uh, that's going to go on. I think the technology aspect from the salesperson, if we think about the sales process, understand the customer being the first stage and the analysis of the customer, not just their own websites, but what are other people saying about them, uh, the looking at the LinkedIn profiles of the key decision makers that I'm going to be meeting. And I keep using LinkedIn, but it could be other social media. Um, others are available. We have no bias. Yes. <laughs> um, but so the research aspect, the clearly the marketing aspect, which is the information we put out, has got to be key to success in the future. Probably the big one that I think is only really just starting is the use of AI. I have to spell that out, artificial intelligence, because one of my customers, they are in the veterinary area and ai has a different meaning <laughs> yes i think it involves something slightly more well messy to be yes <laughs> so artificial intelligence is what i'm talking yes. about when i refer <laughs> okay, to good. ai all right um <laughs> i'm sorry i've lost it a bit there <laughs> but it did confuse my customer when i was talking about ai well um, I, can, I can see how that could be problematic yes, <laughs> <laughs> two two ships that passed in the night anyway i think that's that's the kind of multi-million dollar question at the moment 
what I've what I've witnessed and observed and and so I can't say I've analysed it, but I think different sectors are 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 at a different level. I think different cultures are at a different level. So, for example, when I first started doing a lot of remote communication, it was predominantly with a US-based company. Then I started to work with a European-based company and encouraged them to continue a level of virtual or, or remote communication, and they weren't so keen. Gradually, over the years, that's become pretty much the norm in their culture. If we go to places like Asia, then the interpersonal can be more important in in certain cultures. So I think it depends upon the um, complexity. Oh, sorry, the, the 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 sector people are in, but it also depends on the individual culture. One of the things that, and I know you know these websites apps are working on, is when you've got to collaborate it becomes harder. And when I think about a lot of the companies that I work with, what they want to do is collaborate with the customer on the solution. And to collaborate, you have to have options as a, as a provider. And the customer has to be able to see that those options are being tailored to them and their particular situation. Now, that's when I think a salesperson or an account manager really starts to earn their stripes in in today's world and because of the you know the lack of or the less importance of the tangible product the more importance of the services the more important uh, aspects of the IT solution that wraps around that to make sure that that's effective for the customer the more opportunity there is for collaboration and the more important it is to collaborate with the customer and I find it quite difficult to get to creative solutions when we're working virtually so I still like to go and see customers when we're trying to brainstorm and um, develop a solution that is innovative for them to outcompete their competition so for me that's that's a key area now AI starts to bring in things like you know the conversational learning that we can have and we've all experienced that with some degree of happiness (laughs) and some degree (laughs) of frustration (laughs) yeah you know at the moment the way i see it is that it it's not quite the same as having a conversation with a human being um you can't no they, they haven't quite nailed, nailed the natural heuristics yet i think it's no. kind of like you, you still know there's not someone there <laughs> but also the, the the questioning kind of structure takes a while to to get to what it is that you want to get to yeah mm. so conversational ai but then data-driven ai i think is something else and that's going to impact i think salespeople significantly in their role, in their performance, in their measurement of their performance, and in the comparison of their performance, one salesperson against another. Now, I think in sales, we have to be constant learners because, as I said last time, change isn't what it used to be. You know, the world is moving on, and we've got to be learning, learning, learning. A competition are also trying to do that, 
And to quote one of my first ever trainers, you know, the most serious competitor you have is the one that's a better salesperson than you. So I, we need to be constantly learning. And I think AI can bring that about, particularly through performance measurement and then performance comparison and then saying, OK, if this is Dave can do this or Charlie can do this, why can't others do that and then develop people to to be able to do that so sharing of best practice i think will become even more powerful so the way that we can actually apply an objective metric to success from like a top down view in terms of how we look at perhaps business intelligence and and looking at performance as actually a measurable output yes so what i'm kind of hearing is that also that if we say that there's a percentage of time that or a certain fixed amount of time a salesperson has, it's trying to define which of those hours are valuable in terms of personal interaction with the customer and which can be replicated in order to, for increased efficiencies. So what, what can we outsource, basically? Yeah, and I, I, I think, you know, we've, we've already touched upon in, in the previous discussions the fact that you know, customers are making more and more of their decision without human interaction. And I suspect that will increase. They, they, will, they will do even more. And as companies put their products, services, etc., into an AI-type investigative solution, then the customers will probably do more of that. And I think, you know, everybody is under a time pressure in, in today's world and everything that either buyers or indeed salespeople can do to save time will be attractive and once it becomes attractive the, to the customer to actually use this then then the ball will really start to, to roll. I don't see it's quite there yet, certainly not in, in the markets that my customers operate in. I think it's interesting in terms of this idea of determining value to what could otherwise be an abstract human interaction as in we've almost come full, full circle in our conversation from where we started in the first episode which is this idea of credibility and trust being such a key asset and that perhaps that 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 human interaction the biggest kind of monetizable selling point is actually that building of that trust that empathy with the customer if they're making more and more of their decisions online before we even meet them. So that could be the tipping point. It's interesting. We we run sessions with, with customers. We call them competitive selling events. Mm. And we divide the sales team up into smaller groups. So they become four or five different sales teams. And we give them a, a customer, a fictitious customer, but a realistic situation. And we say, okay, you know, your job is to uh, sell to us. And, and usually the, the decision-making body is a mixture of, of people from Mercury, but also people from that company who need to make a decision as to which is the winning sales team. And what's incredible about that is that even after the first couple of meetings, you start to see a team that is head and shoulders above the rest. And you, you have to ask yourself the question, well, hang on a minute, they've, they've, they've got the same customer situation that they're working on. They've got the same 
products, services, solutions, etc., because they all come from the same company. Mm. So how is it that they are standing out compared to the other people? And it goes back to something again we've talked about. First of all, they've they've taken the time, have the curiosity and interest to really understand the the company, but also the individuals and the individual agendas that the key decision makers actually have. They've taken that time and they've shown that they've understood it in detail. And then when it comes to the solution, they're not pitching something that is irrelevant or or over here. They're they're always pitching something that is tailored, if you like, to the customer organization, even though over here it's exactly the same solution on one side. Um, But they've taken the components of that and emphasized the bits that are going to be important de-emphasize the bits that are less important to the customer. Now, I don't know. I I don't know if AI is going to be able to do that. I suspect not. Um, To be able to articulate that back to a customer such that, and again, do you remember I said, you know, when I was with a sales guy one day and he was summarizing the customer's situation, they were, you know, the the, the decision makers going, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 that's exactly what we need without even mentioning the solution. I don't know if AI is going to be able to do that and take away that human piece. Remember also the bit that I touched upon when I see people making decisions, I guess if the decision making becomes an AI decision within an organization, then maybe this is not important. But I think there will still be somebody in the customer organization who has to approve Mm. the decision be that made by people who select an organization to work with or be that made by machine that selects an organization to work with there will still be an approval level i i maybe i'm wrong but that's how i see it well i mean you're you're certainly you're in agreement with your your colleague uh, robert who i spoke to in the very first of these series who was I, I, I was kind of putting the case that, you know, are we all irrelevant as humans? You know, are, is our time, you know, kind of limited? And he was kind of more positive and did suggest that AI, certainly for the foreseeable future, is just a tool with which to better understand in terms of it can actually, it's about kind of big data and, you know, number crunching and finding insights within, with which to make decisions, with which, with which humans can make decisions. So it is still a tool. It's not actually a replacement. Um, for the moment, at least. So we, we're, we're, we're not obsolete yet, I think, Dave. Good. <laughs> um, so we've got a few years left on us. So talking of a few years left, here's a big question. I, I always like to to sort of conclude these, these chats with some crystal ball gazing. So the future state of sales, where are we going? What, what do you think are the big new trends? We've maybe touched upon kind of hybrid, you know, selling and things as well. But what what do you see coming down the pipe that's going to really potentially shake things up? I see I see more and more this shift towards being an account manager, and and maybe that's not the right expression because manager is not what you're doing. Um, an account expert, for want of a better expression, such that um, you are able to represent your customer internally but you also represent your organization to that customer and really feed 
the information to your internal organization that can help with product development, that can help with marketing, that can help with the promotional material that they need to make and the PR that they need to have moving forward. So I see more and more shift from being the product expert to being the customer expert and, mm. and being able to demonstrate that both to the customer and internally as well. Um, I see that there, there could be, a, or I think there will be a split where you know the, the company decides to go for a more product orientated approach and therefore some of the more mechanical information giving inside sales kind of people maybe ai will be more appropriate so this divergence between simple sales and complex mm. sales for want of a better expression there i see that increasing i'm not sure the guy that who spoke at um i for farmer is right that there will be less and less salespeople. but what i do see is people being able to manage a bigger portfolio of customers so maybe there will be a reduction in in the salespeople if they can manage them but if i think about the complexity of understand becoming that expert in the customer then actually i don't see it being a reduced number of people that would be involved in that i just see a shift in what it is that you actually have to do um, as more and more it solutions cloud solutions etc start to get connected to product solution then I do see a need for salespeople to take on board that approach. And one of the transitions that is difficult when you move from, if you like, a hardware to a software environment, you're moving from the tangible to the less tangible. And in terms of being able to sell less tangible solutions, that's a big transition for many people in many markets to be able to make. You know, they used to being able to take something to the customer, show it to the customer, show the specification, etc. And that's their kind of, that's their credibility, that's their proof. But with a cloud solution, that's much, much harder to actually do. So the success stories that you have by implementing those, the references that you have, and the proof points that you have are going to be more and more important. So, in and in that regard, most organizations I work with need to collect and share more of their success stories across a broader population of either account managers or salespeople to be able to prove that they can do what they say they can do. And, and the companies that succeed will have a, a sort of an agility and a flexibility in their Def approach. Definitely. And, and, it goes to this collaboration that I mentioned. I see more of that. You know, it's not going to be uh, one size fits all. In almost every environment, I think, there will need to be a level of ability to tailor, ability to make the customer feel that this solution is designed for them. And as I said before, I think the combination of services, IT, interfaces, etc., enables that to happen. But the salesperson needs to have the expertise or the support or both to be able to have those conversations with with customers. So I, I guess we're in a kind of um, the salesperson is dead, long live the salesperson sort of a shift of, of emphasis rather than actually the role disappearing entirely now then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
uh, when I first started, I remember working in the production plant of my my organization, and um, the the nickname for us was not just reps but reptiles, and <laughs> and uh, you know hopefully we're not. We have had to adapt. I think we will have to adapt. We have had to learn. I think we will have to learn a, even more. And and again, I go back to that quote of my first training manager. You know, the 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 most dangerous organization or the biggest competitor you have is the one with the salesperson that's better than you. And I I think that will still be true. I I just think we've got to embrace and use technology, particularly in terms of efficiency, as we've talked quite a lot about. But we've also got to keep an eye on effectiveness which I think the core of that is to go deeply into understanding and gaining insight to the customer to be able to tailor our messages, not just to the customer, but to the individual decision makers and the pressures and the concerns and the objectives and the agendas that they have. And if we can do that, then we will have a successful future. Well, Dave, that, that's been absolutely fascinating. And um, I think that's a perfect place to end. And thank you so much again for your time and expertise. Um, I found it extremely interesting. And I'm sure that uh, the listeners will have done as well. So um, I'll, I'll bid you farewell and uh, hope to speak to you again very soon. Thanks very much, Charlie. All the best to you too. If the topics discussed in this podcast have given you more questions, Get in touch with us and we'll do our best to get you the answers.